today's scripture is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he, called to, when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, calling the Magi secretly, and found then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Morning, Faith Westwood, and Happy New Year's Eve. The Spirit is certainly in this place today, amen? And again, a welcome to all who are worshiping in person today and those who are worshiping online, and a special welcome to all who are visiting with us maybe for the very first time today. This is a special and unique day, isn't it? 12-31-23 or 123-123. Now, we invited church family members and friends to dress in festive wear today. So for those online, I hope that you are feeling as festive as we are here in person. Today, we are going to conclude our sermon series, Rejoice. We join the Magi on their journey to see the Christ child, and we rejoice in the light. Would you please join me in prayer? Almighty God, open our ears that we may hear your word. Open our eyes that we may see your glory in our midst, and open our hearts that we might know your Spirit's presence with us in these moments. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, when I was growing up, one of my favorite parts of ending one year and entering into the new year was the parade magazines, The Best and Worst of Everything. You remember this? It was a perfect mixture of pop culture sports, politics, religion, and everything under the sun. So when you look back on 2023, what big things do you remember? Maybe you remember the Super Bowl featuring two brothers facing off against each other for the first time in the big game. And then there was Mama Kelsey, who was one happy mama, wasn't she? How many of you saw the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once? 
few of you saw that movie. It won a total of seven Academy Awards out of 11 nominations, including the one for Best Picture. Barbie and Oppenheimer, they shared viewers to make both movies successful. It was probably one of the best marketing campaigns that the world has seen. War, war continues between Russia and Ukraine and now between Israel and Hamas. The losses in both wars have been devastating. And then the natural disasters affected so many areas in the U.S. and around the world. Wildfires, tornadoes, flooding, and tropical cyclones. Oh my. And then we could list the personal trials and challenges that you may have faced along with the transitions in your lives this past year. We know that each year brings its own happiness and joy as well as sadness and heartache. New Year's Eve certainly is a great opportunity for us to look back on what was and to look forward to what will be. So what are your hopes and dreams for 2024? Of course, there are the classic New Year's goals like improved fitness or improved finances. Many people may choose to focus on their bucket lists and their passions. Then there is a great opportunity for us to be thinking about the spiritual goals that we need to make to grow closer to God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. So this weekend, as we journey with the Magi to see the Christ child, there are so many legends and traditions around these Magi and their journey. So we're going to explore their story and then consider how we might focus on the light, seek the light, and especially rejoice in the light. Now, before we talk about this light of the star, perhaps we should remind ourselves about these Magi. Legend has made them magicians, priests, or even astrologers. These magi knew that this star meant something miraculous and amazing was happening in the world. So we can gather that they were well-educated, spiritual, and they had some kind of experience with stargazing. Furthermore, these magi were foreigners and Gentiles. And yet they anticipated the birth of the king of the Jews because they saw the light of his star. Now it is believed that the original star of Bethlehem, also known as the Christmas star, was possibly a conjunction of two planets or even a supernova. Yet it was brilliant and it was the kind of astrological phenomenon that would have gained and received a lot of attention. There's a, loss, a lot of important symbolism that you and I need to embrace when we think about this star and its light. On Christmas Eve, we remember the prophecy from Isaiah, which revealed that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Earlier in the service, we heard those words from Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. We know that the Messiah was born to be the light of the world. And this light would shine for both the Jews and the Gentiles. This is an important truth that was foretold in the Old Testament. It was revealed in the Gospels and the New Testament. Now we remember that our Magi were on quite a seeking journey from the East. In fact, the legend gives these wise guys some names and even some home countries. Melchior, king of Persia, Gaspar, king of India, and Balthazar, king of Arabia. 
Later traditions would say that they were the ancestors of Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, representing the three races of humanity. Now, all of these details, they dazzle our imagination, but they don't change their purpose. What we do know is that these magi set out on a long and important journey to seek until they found what they were looking for. This trip could have taken up to two years to complete. It was long, it was risky, it was costly, and yet it was the kind of journey that they had been waiting for for their entire lives. Now, we might not know exactly how they felt on the journey or how many times someone asked the question, are we there yet? And yet our passage does reveal how they felt when they arrived at their destination. We also know that their journey took them on a detour to the palace of King Herod. Their inquiry about the new king in town disturbed King Herod and all Jerusalem with him. Isn't that an interesting statement? How many of you heard that? And, and we pause. Every time we hear that, we pause for a moment. It's an interesting inclusion by the gospel writer Matthew. The birth of a new kind of king certainly disturbed the status quo. When Herod called the religious leaders and the teachers of the law together, he learned that the king was to be born in Bethlehem. And King Herod even suggested to the Magi to let him know when they found him because he too wanted to worship the newborn baby king. Hmm. Insert mysterious music there, right? The Magi then followed the star until it rested over the place where the Christ child was. While our nativities about the birth of Jesus have magi and camels present, we know that the reality is that Christ was probably now a toddler. And they were in a house. But those magi, how did they feel? They were overjoyed when they found Jesus with his family. And what did they do next? They bowed down and they worshipped him. They presented him with those gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Wonderful gifts for a toddler, wouldn't you say? <laughs> but of course, the biblical narrative does not tell us that there were only three magi, does it? This part is assumed because of the three gifts. And honestly, our nativity sets only seem to be able to fit three wise guys in a camel, right? <laughs> but more importantly is a symbolism around these gifts representing the kingship, the priestly nature, and the foreshadowing death of Jesus. These gifts were, were simply worthy of the king that they believed him to be. Legend and tradition emphasizes that these extravagant gifts could have even helped the Holy Family make their journey into Egypt when they were fleeing from Herod's massacre of the babies under two years old. Everyone's favorite story to hear the week after Christmas, right? Hmm. But just prior to this, we remember that the Magi were warned in a dream not to go back to King Herod. So they returned to their country by another route. I love the gospel writer Matthew. Cleverly telling this story and giving us some very important details. 
But on the night of his birth, the Christ child was revealed to the Jewish shepherds, and now the Christ child was revealed to the Gentiles, the rest of the world. Now, technically, Epiphany is on January 6th, and we are celebrating a few days early. But I want you to continue to celebrate this week how the light of the world was meant to shine for all people. Now, biblical scholar N.T. Wright invites us to think about how this story early in the Gospel of Matthew points to and connects with the whole good news story. Later in the Gospel, Jesus will come face to face with the king's representative, Pilate, who is going to have different gifts to offer. Yet Pilate, too, was warned in a dream not to do anything to Jesus from Matthew 27, 19. Pilate's soldiers were the first Gentiles after the Magi to call Jesus the king of the Jews, Matthew 27, 29. This king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus wore a robe with a crown of thorns, not jewels, and his throne was a cross. While his birth bore a bright shining star, his impending death brought darkness over the land from Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. And it was a Gentile centurion's voice that proclaimed, surely he was the son of God from Matthew twenty-seven fifty-four. Of course, all creation rejoiced at Christ's birth and certainly there was rejoicing on the third day when Christ was resurrected from the dead. Truly, the story of the Magi has an amazing purpose to be included in the gospel. For centuries, it has been used to remind us that the whole world will come to Christ's light and will rejoice in the light. N.T. Wright says, and I quote, Matthew is saying, listen to the whole story. Think about what it meant for Jesus to be the true king and then come to him by whatever route you can and with the best gifts that you can find. Honestly, the new year is a great time for us to think about the gifts that we might bring to the Christ child. It's a great time for us to renew our faith and to focus on what is most important in our lives, to develop spiritual practices and habits that challenge us and inspire us and help us to spiritually grow. More specifically, as you and I enter into the new year, we can remember the journey of the Magi and we can focus on the light, seek the light, and rejoice in the light. So as you and I consider what it means to focus on the light, consider where you intend to focus your attention in the new year. The Magi were laser-focused on the light. What about you? Are you focused on just any kind of light, or are you focused on the light of Christ? And right now, where, where in your life does this light of Christ need to shine the most? Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. You need to focus on the light to shine on possible solutions. Maybe there are some relationships that are strained in your life and, and they need some focused attention. Focus on the light of Christ to shine in any darkened corners or aspects of your life and to give you hope that your faith can be renewed in 2024. As you and I consider what it means to seek the light, consider your spiritual journey. Do you have the same kind of commitment and determination of the Magi to seek the light that you wish to find? 
Right now, I wonder, are you relentlessly pursuing your faith in order to grow closer to the Holy Trinity? And what would this look like for you? Maybe it's engaging in reading the Bible in one year. There's an app for that, like the Bible in One Year app from the Alpha Course or Lectio 365-2 that, that I'm going to adopt in my journey. I've adopted before, and I've also posted that on my Facebook page this morning so you can see those, what those apps look like. But maybe it's adopting other spiritual disciplines, like participa participating in a faith way... Whoop, get ahead of myself. Maybe it's adopting other spiritual disciplines like participating in a faith group for Bible study, prayer, and fellowship. Maybe it's starting a gratitude journal or engaging in random acts of kindness. Maybe it's serving on a committee or a team here at the church. Or maybe it's volunteering with mission projects, provi providing food items for the Faith Works Pantry. Maybe it's crocheting items. Or maybe it's doing so much more. Seek until you find what spiritually feeds you, and you won't regret it. As you and I consider, then, what it means to rejoice in the light, I want you to consider the ways in which you worship. Are you fully present and open to what the Spirit will say to you through the Word of God and through song and through prayer? How might you make the most of your worship experience? Read the focus passage ahead of time. Pray for the Spirit's presence to guide you. Put aside the family or work distractions and all of those lists. And ask God to speak to you. In the new year, you are called to rejoice and to celebrate the light of Christ that came into the world for the Jews, for the Gentiles, for you and for me and for the whole world. So how will you bow down and worship Jesus in this new year and truly rejoice in this gift of light? Even as 2023 had its happiness and joy as well as its sadness and heartache, it is still a year that you survived. And perhaps you even thrived. One year ago, I couldn't have possibly imagined the changes that 2023 was going to bring into my life. A bigger city, a much bigger city, a new home, new church family, new opportunities as well as challenges. But you know, one year from today, I want to be able to look back and see how I have grown personally, professionally, and especially spiritually. Will you join me on this journey to live out this church's vision to become deep, daring, and daily disciples? And one, one year from today, what are you going to remember? What will have changed? How will you have spiritually grown? And how will the light of Christ have influenced your journey? There's no better way for us to reflect on this once-in-a-lifetime day than to look forward to the new year and to rejoice in the light. Amen. Let's get comfortable. Let us join together in prayer. Almighty and gracious God, as we come 
into this time of prayer, we pause. We pause to remember this past year. There have been joys and sorrows. There have been difficult moments. There's been pain and suffering. We hate to admit that there have been regrets and fears and doubts. But God, help us to remember what we have learned and grown through. And help us to lay those aside so that we can move forward into the new year. And God, today we pray for all who need healing, grace, and mercy. Because God, there are things that hurt. There are hurts that are hard to let go of. But God, with your help, with your grace, we know that you can journey with us and help us to do that. And God, we pray for this new year. We pray for the opportunities for us to grow closer to you and to your son and your spirit. Opportunities for worship, for study and service. So guide us, God, into those spaces and places where we need to be most. And God, we pray for all of our New Year's goals as individuals and as a church family that honor our relationship with you. God, we, a year from now, we don't know where our journey is going to lead us, but God, we know that you will be there every step of the way, and for that, we can already give you our thanks and our praise. And God, we pray for our world, a very broken world, with people who are grieving and hurting, suffering, so much suffering at the hands of others. So God, allow the gifts of this season, your hope and peace and joy and love to prevail. May that peace that passes all understanding fill those spaces that are so very broken and violent and chaotic. And God, all of this we bring to you in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray together saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.